You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Luke chapter 1, and I will not give you uh, very much background tonight, uh, Sunday morning, unless the Lord changes the direction I'm going Sunday morning, I'm planning to preach a message entirely uh, from the life of Zacharias. That was the father of John the Baptist, and sometimes we skip over Luke 1 and we get to Luke 2, but Luke chapter 1 is such a, a rich chapter, and I'm going to give you some things for uh, not just a Christmas message, but I'm going to give you some things on how to end the year and really how we can end a decade and some lessons and some uh, some things that we can put into practice in our lives. I hope it'll be a help to you, and I'm looking forward to Sunday morning. So tonight, I just want to get, read, read a couple verses from Luke chapter 1. It says in verse number 67, And his father, that's John the Baptist's father, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Ghost, and he prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up an horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. Let's pause there. Aren't you glad that God remembers the promises that he made? Aren't you glad God keeps His promise and He keeps His covenant? I'm so thankful for a God who has never once broken a promise. Some of us broke promises today. Uh, many of us broke promises this week, but God's never one time broken a promise. Verse number 73, the oath which He sware to our father Abraham. Notice verse 74 and verse 75. This will be our text. That He would grant unto us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him. Now, I want you to notice the last six words of this verse, verse 75. All the days of our life. Now, that's a pretty powerful statement because there are some things in life that you only get to do Maybe once, maybe twice. You think about maybe a particular event. I think about maybe a graduation or, uh, of course, a birth. You know, that's a one-time event or maybe a graduation. You might graduate a couple times, you know, but you don't do that every day. Um, you don't uh, have uh, a special occasions all the time. But there are some things in life you get to do just once in a great while. There are some things in life you get to do Maybe once every so often. For instance, here we are, Christmas. I love Christmas. Uh, I am thankful that Christmas only comes once a year and for a few reasons. Now, the children in here would disagree. I'm thankful for a few reasons. Number one is the financial reason. I'm really glad it only comes once a year. Another thing is I'm glad it only comes once a year because we have had a lot of eating we have done really since about Thanksgiving around here. You know, the potlucks and the desserts and the Christmas cookies. And Now, don't get me wrong, I love it all, so please keep it coming. 
but I don't need it. You know what I'm saying? It's good, but I'm glad it's not Christmas once a week or even once a month. But there's some things that come maybe once a year and then it's over. You work for it. You look forward to it. You plan for it. You get excited about it, but then you got to wait till next year. But there are some things in life that you can do and I can do every single day. There are some things that you can do from now till the day you die. You could do these things every day of your life if you wanted to. And by the way, you should want to, and I should want to. I'll show you in a moment what these are. The Bible says in Psalm 23, something that God does for us. It says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Aren't you glad God doesn't just send mercy and goodness once a year? Aren't you glad it's not just once in a while? It's every single day of our life. I'd like to speak for a few moments tonight on this Christmas night on the simple subject, all the days of my life. Lord, help us as we look at your word. It's so simple, Lord, tonight, but yet I feel like it's so profound. I feel like it's so elementary, but I feel like it's something that if we would just do what your word tells us to do in this area, I believe it would change our lives. I pray you'd give us encouragement and strength and help us to take something home with us tonight that we can apply and we can use. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. What can you do all the days of your life? Number one, you can serve God. Isn't that wonderful to know that you don't have to have a certain education, you don't have to have a certain amount of money, you don't have to have a certain job, you don't have to be in a certain place. Anywhere you are, you can serve God every single day if you choose to. That's what it says in verse number 74. It says that uh, he would grant unto us. This is uh, the wish. This is, if you will, this is the Christmas wish. There's one thing, and, and, and he says, I want and I would ask that God would grant, that God would give us the opportunity, here it is, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies. Wow. He's not asking for deliverance. He's saying because we have been delivered, because God has rescued, because God has saved us, I want to serve him. By the way, if you're here tonight and you've been saved, there ought to be a desire in your heart to say, I want to serve God. I don't have to serve him and it's not, it's not drudgery and it's not torture and it's not all so awful. It's a privilege that we have to serve God and we can do it every day of our life. It says that we would serve him without fear. You know, it's amazing when you work for a boss, there might be a certain level of fear. Maybe your, your, your fear is that your boss will um, give your job to somebody else, or maybe your boss will not follow through with the compensation that you deserve or that was promised, or maybe you feel like that there's a fear that you will not please your boss, or maybe whatever, whatever the case may be. But when we serve God, I want to tell you, we can know that we're pleasing him because God always honors his word. God always keeps his promise. The Bible says that we are to serve him without fear. We don't have to fear and we don't have to be stressed and we don't have to be worried about, oh, is this going to be good enough for God? All oh, You give God your best. You give God all that you have. You just give your heart to God and God will take care of the rest. I'll promise you that. But it says we serve him in holiness and righteousness. You see, Ephesians 6 says that sometimes if we're not careful, we will serve God with eye service. 
as men pleasers, meaning that we're serving God. We say we're serving God, but really all we're doing is we're trying to impress people. Really all we're doing is we're trying to make sure people see it and, and people notice us. I tell you, you won't stay serving God very long if you're only in it for the recognition from people. Because people will overlook you, people will forget you, people will uh, fail to recognize you, people will disappoint you. But I'm glad when we're serving God, He will never, ever disappoint. Serving Him without fear. Serving Him, it says, in holiness and righteousness. Well, we must strive to serve God uh, not just so that the outside looks good, but serve Him with a heart that's right with Him and a heart that is clean and a heart that's holy and righteous. It says, before Him. You know, God sees, God knows. Boy, you might have some people fooled in your life and maybe some people have you fooled, but none of us have God fooled. He sees and He knows and we're serving Him and we ought to serve Him. Verse number 75 says, all the days of our life. You know, I'm thankful that I've had the privilege to serve God full-time. It's about 18 years, 19, 18 or 19 years. But I'm thankful I've had the privilege. But I didn't, I didn't have to wait until I got out of Bible college to serve God. I got to serve God as a young person. I got to serve God as a teenager. I got to serve God as a college student. And we can serve God every single day of our life if we'll just submit and if we'll just give ourselves and and place our life in his hands i was reading in uh barnes notes of a, a bible commentary and he said this he said true religion increases and expands until death you know what that means when we're serving god it's not just for a season. It's not just for a little while. It's not just while it's going good, but it ought to be growing and expanding every day until we die because serving God is a privilege and serving God is the greatest life in all the world. What a privilege we have to serve Him. Number one, I see something we can do all the days of our life. We can serve God. The second thing I'd like for you to notice, if you want to turn back to Psalm 27, we see something else that we can do and we should strive to do every day of our life, all the days of our life. Psalm 27, verse 4. David, the sweet psalmist of Israel, is writing here under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And he says in verse 4, One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. Number one, we can serve Him every day of our life. Number two, we can spend time with Him every day of our life. Now, David said, I, my, my desire is that I can dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Can I tell you, I love, I love our church, uh, the church is the people. I love the building. I love being on this property. I, I love walking through this auditorium. But can I tell you something? You don't have to be in this auditorium to spend time with God. You don't have to be at 2360 Bowling Road to spend time with God. You can spend time with God anywhere you may be every day of your life. David said, that's my desire, that's my request. There's one thing I want, 
there's one mission I have. He said, that will I seek after. He said, it's not just a, a wishful thinking. He said, I'm going to live my life every day with this mission to spend time with God. Well, I tell you, we can spend time with God in his house. We can spend time with God in his word and spend time with God in his prayer. It says to behold the beauty of the Lord. You know, the closer you get to the Lord, the more you realize how wonderful he is and how good he is and how great he is and how merciful he is. And we behold his beauty and we, we realize that God is so much better than we'll ever begin to comprehend spending time with him and inquire in his temple. That's the idea of talking to him. That ought to be a desire of every Christian, not just to do it once in a while. And maybe for some of us, maybe there have been times in our life where we used to spend time with God. We're getting close to January 1st, and I hope all of us will push the reset button, and I hope we'll get back in the Bible every single day. I hope you'll read more of the Bible in 2020 than you did in 2019. But you don't have to wait till January 1st. You don't have to wait till a new year. You don't have to wait for a new year's resolution. We can spend time with God every day of our life. Turn back with me to 1 Samuel chapter 1. Don't get used to uh, your pastor preaching this quickly because this will not happen again for a long time. But for tonight, we're moving quickly. 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse number 11. This is Hannah. She had prayed for a son and prayed for a child and, and she made a promise to God in 1 Samuel 1, verse 11. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto thine handmaid a man-child. Then she said this. She said, I vow, I promise. God, if you will give me a son, I will give him unto the Lord. And notice the next six words, all the days of his life. Can I tell you, that's my desire for my children. I don't just want them to live for God for a few days. I don't want them just to live for God while they're in middle school or while they're in elementary school or while they're in high school. I want my children to live for God all the days of their life. Now, I can't control that. I can pray for them and I can teach them and I can do all that I possibly can. But then it comes a point where they're going to have to make that decision for themselves. I can't control what my children do. I can't control uh, what my family, my, my, my siblings do or what my parents do. Or I can't control what the church members do. But I'll tell you one person that I can control, it's me. And you are responsible for you and I'm responsible for me. And you can say tonight, say with God's help and by God's grace, I'm going to be surrendered to God all the days of my life. That ought to be something that's not just for young people. Brother Gary, you've worked with young people for so long, and, and it's exciting. It's wonderful when you see young people surrender to God, and, and that's the start. But the goal is you want to see them continue. I, I'm sure it blesses your heart to see Michael Futra. Um, well, sometimes it blesses your heart to see him. Sometimes it's like, oh, there's Michael again. We love Michael. But can I tell you, it's a blessing to know that there's a young man who surrendered to God as a teenager. 
went to Bible college and now serving God in California. It'd be easy in California where nobody knows him and, you know, family's not there and all that. But can I tell you, that's a choice that he had to make for himself. And you influenced him and his parents and this church. You, you had an impact in that. But it comes to a point where you have to make that decision for yourself to surrender to God all the days of your life. Hannah surrendered her son to God. She committed her son to God. I wonder, what about our children? Would we be willing to say, God, my children, they belong to you. You gave them to me in the first place. They're yours. Take them and use them. But I'll say this, it's hard to surrender someone or something if we ourselves are not surrendered to God. You ever think about that? For Hannah to say, God, you can have my son, that was an indication that she was already surrendered. Number four, and I'll be done. Isaiah chapter 38. Would you turn over with me to Isaiah chapter 38? All the days of our life, we should serve him. All the days of our life, we should spend time with God and walk with God. And all the days of our life, we should be surrendered to his will. And then number four, I see in Isaiah 38 says the Lord was ready to save me. Therefore, we will sing songs to the stringed instruments all the days of our life in the house of the Lord. You know something that you can do every day of your life? You can sing and praise God. And I hope you do. I hope you don't wait till Sunday. I hope when Sunday morning comes around and we start to sing to God be the glory, great things he hath done. I hope that's not the first time you've praised God since the Sunday before. I hope it's not the first time that you've praised God since the Wednesday before. I hope every day those words come from our mouths. God, thank you. God, you are so good. And God, I love you. And God, I'm so thankful for what you've done in my life. We can sing and praise God. We sing because of what he's done for us. It says the Lord was ready to save me. Oh, I'm so thankful that God was ready to save you and he was ready to save me and he was willing and uh, he came to seek and to save that which was lost. We can sing because he is worthy of our praise. I know this Sunday, I know, I know Brother Fats is, I know he's worthy of our recognition. But have you ever been at a place where somebody was being recognized or honored? Maybe it was a coworker, or maybe it was a boss, and they're getting some kind of an award, and you're thinking, they don't deserve that. That's, that's a lazy bum right there. That's, that's actually the last person that probably deserves that award. Uh, as a matter of fact, everybody at this table deserves it more than that person. And you, of course, you don't say, I hope you don't say that. You know, it's probably not the best thing to say. But you're thinking that. Can I tell you, there's never been a time when we've, we've been singing a song and we've been praising God, how great thou art, to God be the glory, I will praise him. There's never been a time that we've been singing a song where I've ever thought, you know, I'm not so sure God's that good. You know, I'm not sure God quite measures up to those words. But there have been many times as we've been singing, I thought, these words don't do it justice. He is so worthy of our praise. And at Christmas time of all times, we ought to say, wow, thank you, God. Thank you for sending your son. Thank you, Jesus, for coming to this earth. Thank you for salvation. And we want to praise you and thank you for what you've done. 
It says, the Lord was ready to save me, therefore we will sing the songs to the stringed instruments all the days of our life in the house of the Lord. I thought about that when I saw the music schedule. And Brother George, you were playing on that stringed instrument tonight, singing a song of praise to God. Can I tell you, He's worth it. Every day of my life, I want to serve Him. And I hope you do too. Every day of my life, I want to spend time with Him. I want to walk with Him. Every day, I want to be surrendered. And every day, I want to sing and magnify Him. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week. Thank you.